All right. Well, I, don't know. I think Dave has like made it work now. Uh, Boom. And everything. There we are. <laughs> all right. All right. So today, hopefully, you guys all were just watching uh, like episode three, right? Oh yeah. Uh, episode three point one. Yeah. This is episode three point one, and then we oh, have point, episode yeah. three point two later on. Today. Uh, episode three point two is coming out later. Uh, so if you want to see the fifty tanks inside of BRS, man, uh, check us out later. That's like three Ooh. episodes one day. Uh, so we got Jeff Jacobson here today. Uh, for those of you who know, Jeff Jacobson is the uh, founder of Vibrant. So bravo, you uh, are killing LG in our tank as we speak. Thank you, so, uh, Thank you. Super Thank cool. You. I know Jeff uh, uh, from a few different things, but he lives in Minneapolis here, so I thought it'd be awesome to have him come in here. Uh, you've done tank installs. What else have you done? I've worked at the Rainforest Cafe. I worked at numerous wholesalers, uh, did installs with another company, and eventually started my own business. There you go. Cool. All right, so we're talking about reef puzzles today, uh, mm -hmm. and so all three of us in some way, and I Different. bet you like 80% of you have like reef hustled in one way or another. By the way, I stole <laughs> reef hustle from Randy. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we were driving home. back from the uh, airport, and yeah. like, I don't know how to talk about this business. It's your reef hustle. That's how you're paying for this stuff. And that's exactly what the beginning <laughs> of almost everybody I know in this industry is. Like started off selling corals or slinging something, you know, some kind of hustle. trading corals, yeah. trading catomorpha. Yeah. Or, yep, you know, yep. whatever goofy thing. So, uh, absolutely. So, we're talking about reef hustles today, and we're also like right behind that, you know, kind of getting that extension of, uh, uh, you know, like what it was like to uh, kind of grow from a hobbyist and have your hobby become your career. Yeah. Uh, and also some tips at the end here of how to do that uh, for all of you guys, like where we failed, where we succeeded. Uh, hopefully, uh, give you some of the story. And of course, Ask questions all along the way. Yeah, so for there sure. we go. That's kind of about the summed up. If you uh, if you want any of that stuff, keep watching. Otherwise, uh, check out and come watch us uh, do the, the takes <laughs> later on. All right. So uh, reef hustles. Uh, I'm gonna hit you up. We're gonna a little, little little more a little bit more about Jeff because a lot of you probably don't know a whole lot about Jeff yet. So when did you first start reefing? I, I had, my first aquarium was when I was like 12 years old, and it just slowly progressed into more and more tanks. Eventually, when I graduated from high school and went on to college, I went for graphic design and started working for fish wholesalers, where I absolutely fell in love with the yeah. hobby as a whole. Tell me about Jeff's 12-year-old tank. I mean, like, when you're 12, what did it look like? <laughs> Not good. You know, <laughs> some freshwater, right? Freshwater, okay. yep. Okay. Some grotto rock, probably some neons, mm -hmm. you know, a beta, mm. you know, just kind of the standard started all kind of a tank, which slowly progressed as tank sizes kept getting bigger and bigger until I had a 125 gallon with a queen trigger fish, huge panther grouper, mm -hmm. you know, fish that probably should not have been in that tank at that time because obviously going to get too big, but it just progressed from there. Cool. Uh, you know, I always say that, like, uh, I didn't have a reef tank until I was, like, 27. Like, and I, I came late. I mm -hmm. feel like I'm the anomaly. Like, all of you guys have been into this since you were, like, you know, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. But I did. I had, I mean, if you're going to say freshwater fish is in the entry point, I had a beta. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. I had a beta yeah, yeah, yeah. at, like, age 12 or yep. somewhere in there, <laughs> and I overfed it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it didn't last too long. Mm -hmm. But I did. So I, I will have the beta, but it was a long journey from beta all the way till 27. Oh yeah, yep. I grew up with freshwater tanks all through the house too, and uh, even even when I was in the military, before I got into saltwater, salt water, it was uh, in my little barracks room. I had a little goldfish bowl, and I just needed something swimming in water. It was just part in my DNA. I needed to have something I could look at, throw a little food in there, and hey, buddy. You know, so same thing, really freshwater start. 
I think that's probably pretty common. So, again, if anybody has any questions for Jeff about Vibrant or about, uh, in this case, uh, tank maintenance, because uh, I've never done tank maintenance for a living, and uh, you have, in fact, uh, you're going to see some pictures of it and probably some of the best stuff out there. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, feel free to ask questions, we'll answer. So, first transition from hobby to uh, like a career, uh, or at least a step in that direction? It was working at the wholesalers. I this is back in the day, kind of before the whole computer thing. I was looking through the paper, saw a listing for a fish wholesaler that was hiring by the Mall of America. I went down there, hmm. interviewed with them, um, basically said, you know what, I've been taking care of fish for the last six years, and the guy's like, you're hired. <laughs> went and worked for him. You know, after a few months, one of my buddies walked in and said, hey man, there's a huge saltwater wholesaler down the road that I can get you a job at. All right, so I went over there, you know, transitioned to that, and then, you know, that's kind of where I learned, I feel like, everything about fish and corals and their care and what needs this and what needs that, and it just slowly progressed. So actually, funny thing, so which was one of those near the Acura dealership over there? It was like right over that Mega Mall. But, yep, so that was tropical, yep. Okay, so that place refused to sell to me in the beginning, right? Oh, uh, you had that, to have like business licenses oh, yeah. and oh, all sure. this kind of stuff. And so that's actually one of the biggest challenges when you're like trying mm -hmm. to enter the hobby. I was just trying to find uh, some ways to get uh, some, some foods and different things and some components for uh, the MJ mods and whatnot uh, more uh, efficiently. And uh, like, nope, unless you got a business license and a building mm -hmm. and all this other stuff, man, we're not going to sell to you. So, and, and uh, uh, that's a challenge, man, in the beginning. It's yeah. interesting that you uh, mentioned that you cut your teeth, as you sort of say, in, you know, in the salt water by going to the wholesaler. Because yeah. a lot of us, like me, I cut my teeth by researching, and it was reef to reef forums. And it was all these different types sure. of forums. So I sure. didn't get really get exposed to anything other than vicariously through other people and like, oh, you, you're keeping these types of fish and these types of corals and this is how you're doing it. Yep. But here you are on the front lines, you get hands on all of this live stuff. Yep. That's like gotta be beneficial. I, I was a huge nerd. Yeah. I read every saltwater book. I read every fish okay. book, every magazine, you yeah. know, that was, but the hands-on part of it was yeah. incredible That's because cool. we learned so much about what's compatible, mm. what works together, what doesn't, what corals can go where in yeah. a tank. and. You know, that day-to-day -day yeah. working with these animals really, That's pretty cool. you know, helps so, a lot. Deal with the animals day in, day out. I always say this Dream. about uh, fish illness. Like, uh, uh, like if you're asking a hobbyist how to do this, like, maybe help you, maybe not. Somebody's worked in a store before uh, where keeping the animals alive it means profitability or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, to do this every, all day, every day, you generally give the best advice on how to keep the animals alive and quarantine them and keep mm. them healthy. Right. So, yeah. All right. Bravo. So, next one. Uh, after there, where'd you go? So after the saltwater wholesaler, I went and applied to be the curator at the Rainforest Cafe in the Mall of America. So those of you who don't know, Mall of America, I don't know if it still is, it was the biggest mall in uh, the United States here mm -hmm. in Minnesota. Like people fly all over the world to see our mall. Yeah. Uh, yeah they I do. say that with a little bit of shame. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, people come to this mall all over and Rainforest Cafe had giant, giant, giant tanks in it. You yep. know, big, mm -hmm. huge cylinders and archways and stuff. Uh, it was like the first one, right? Yep, so the Mall of America one was the first one, yes. Yeah. So this is a super huge thing. It was fish only mostly, right? Is there, is All fish only artificial coral, yep. Okay. Yep. 
All right, so super huge uh, uh, display. Did, didn't you used to have the club down there sometimes? Yep. Yeah, we did behind the meeting. scene tours. Yep, we'd have people out all the time to come see it because it's, I mean, it's a big deal. Like the back room with the filters and the mm. skimmers to the ceiling and, you know, sumps the size of people's garages was something for people to see that they had never seen. And, dude, I mean, if you're into uh, fish, man, like, uh, I just thought it was super cool. Also, like, uh, that's one of the few where it wasn't in somebody's basement for me. Uh, right. So, like, to go see people and, and eat uh, a cheeseburger and a beer and talk about uh, reefing in a different environment oh, was yeah. super fun. But also see technology that you just, like, never seen before mm. uh, applied on a totally bigger scale than you're doing at home. So that was pretty cool. So then you went from Rainforest. Were you, were you at Rainforest and then started maintaining other aquariums and whatnot? Correct. So I was at the Rainforest for about four years, which, mm. I mean, they put us through some pretty cool stuff. We did internships at the Shed Aquarium. We all got scuba certified. I mean, basically, we ended up kind of running all the Rainforest Cafe stores with our regionals, and we would fly around and mm. get to, you know, a lot of hands-on experience kind of a stuff. And then when I left the rainforest, I went and worked for a guy here in the cities who was okay. doing installs yeah. similar to what we do now um, and worked with him for a few years. Okay. And he decided to get out of the hobby and get out of the business and went back to school again for something else. And So at this point, it's a career for you now. You correct. turn your hobby into a career yep. and we get to see some of that stuff. Like yep. you got some examples for us. So just before we get there, there's a reason yeah. why I got Jeff here is because this is a pretty common story inside of uh, the reefing industry. So ah. some of this might apply to you guys uh, if you're kind of like trying to figure out how you're gonna, you know, what you're gonna do with your tank and your passion for your tanks and stuff, and like some kind of how you, you know, work your way through all of it. Uh, but I've seen so many, so many similar stories then, so it's just super fortunate that Jeff was willing to come on and, and share it with us. Because we got right into the point where, like, now you've transitioned from, you know, I'm gonna go, you know, work as a wholesaler and for, you know, one of the largest aquarium, uh, uh, um, like, uh, restaurant chains and, and whatnot. And I'm gonna do this with Max. And then Max was actually somebody I knew from high school, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of how uh, it all came together. But actually, I lost track of Max. He just happened to be in the aquarium industry later on in life, so it was a pretty strange event. Hmm. Uh, but that's how I, I knew. And then uh, Max uh, decided to go become an engineer, and you took it over. Yep. And uh, sorry, Max, but Jeff did it really good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, 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 I will tell you that uh, talking to you, I was really inspired because I've seen a lot, a lot of people do, uh, you know, maintenance and it's kind of like show up and, you know, bid it for uh, five bucks and do five bucks worth of work and leave, right. right? Right. And what I got out of you was, hey, I go there, I address what actually needs to make this thing be awesome, yep. uh, give them a fair bid on what it's going to do, yeah. and then I make it awesome. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. I don't know that, more or less, yep. you know. Uh, so it's a totally different approach and clearly worked out. Uh, Absolutely. So let's see just a couple of these shots of some of the tanks that you're installing here in the Minneapolis area. Ooh. So this is a bathroom, right? And in one of the videos I talk about, I, I saw this, uh, I did one in, in Cincinnati where somebody installed a tank in their shower, right? And I always say, install the tank in a place where you're gonna be able to enjoy it, mm -hmm. sure. right? Oh yeah. Bathroom isn't the place you think of immediately. You're in there a lot. But it's a lot more in your basement, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. If you don't use your basement at all, 
Your bathroom's actually a good place. Like, yeah. This guy was, uh, so you got your bathroom here. The other one I was talking about, like, like he wakes up every day and spends the first uh, half hour's day showering with his tank. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. You know, I mean, it's kind of strange, <laughs> but also super cool. Right. So that was looked really sharp. What else we got here? Oh, okay, this yeah. is, do you have two shots of this one in here? Okay, so this is a peninsula, by the way, and I gotta tell you, right off the bat, I love peninsulas. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the look-through element, somebody told me that there's a distraction to them that you can see through the other side and see windows ah. or whatever, and to me, it adds that like artificial sense of depth there's or whatnot, a, yeah. and I just think it's cool. This tank just worked out perfect oh, in this one. spot. I mean, it just splits the living room and the kitchen absolutely perfectly. I, I, mean, I gotta tell you, I told you earlier today, Whoever you did that for is going to be so happy with the results. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> tank. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, the lights are really uh, 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 slick and low profile. So let's I see the see, next one. Let's see radium. All right, so these are some of the coral shots. Did you, I don't, we didn't get any shots of your coral frag systems, did we? Nope. Nope. All right, so someday, maybe uh, 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 we'll, uh, I'll, I'll get some and I'll post them on uh, Facebook or not, or not, because it's pretty cool. He's yeah. become a collector. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're, so you're putting, I mean, you're ox stocking these tanks too. Exactly. So you're doing the fish and the corals yep. and stuff. And there's, yep. so you have to have some sort of. We like, have a broad stock yeah, that we yeah. use, you know, and, you know, majority of it is SBS. Mm. I love SBS. I'm a, yeah. kind of a collector, I'll okay. say. Okay. Okay. But we will, you know, stock our clients' tanks with it because we want their tanks to be yeah. unbelievable. If they want that level of aquarium, yeah. we're going to give them the best. That's cool. So okay, we so grow out for them. I've seen what he calls a broad stock, or I've seen what other people call a broad stock holding facility, and then I've seen pictures of what you're doing. Uh, this is the dream. Uh, so he has a collection of everyone's dream. Uh, and it's cool because you're giving that dream to everybody else, the yep. people that uh, are hiring you to come in and do, install these tanks. Yep, absolutely. So let's see uh, a couple more of them here. Uh, so this is uh, a theater. It's a little dark. Uh, this one's particularly inspiring to me because in my basement where I'm putting the 360, uh, one of the ways that I'm justifying putting a basement is right next to it. I'm going to put my desk. So that's where I'll be writing scripts and stuff next to the tank, hopefully find inspiration from that. But I'll also, on the flip side of it, will be a theater too, right? Sure. So my uh, kids and family and everybody spends time down there with the tank. So like, I can only hope that uh, it looks as cool as this. Uh, hopefully you can find another brighter picture of it. Check out, what's your, what the website is, Underwater Creations? Yep, Underwater Creations Minnesota. All right, so check out underwatercreationsminnesota.com, uh, or MN, I yep. think. Uh, and all right, so Ooh, yeah. yeah, this one uh, looks super, super sharp as well. So like, you know, they just fit in the room. Yeah, uh, So that would, contrast with the wood grain Was this one you blue. did with Max, by the way? So this one was originally done as a freshwater tank with Max, okay. which later we converted over, completely drained it polished all the scratches out, refilled it with salt water, had new inserts built and put in. So it is a salt water tank now. Sweet. So this is, that is actually a cigar room. I can't say considered. this gentleman's name, but uh, uh, I know whose house this is. And uh, <laughs> he is somebody pretty big in Minneapolis and he's the nicest, nicest guy that ever, he used to come to the steakhouse I worked at and yeah. he's the nicest, <laughs> nicest guy ever. Uh, so uh, unless they heard, unless you flood his floors, Max right. told me, but he's a nice <laughs> uh, Anyway, so the next one. Uh, so cool shapes too, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, wow. So what, did they, what were they hoping for in this one? So this, I mean, they were just, we were filling what was already there as far as cabinetry goes. Mm -hmm. So when the cabinetry got removed, it still had, you know, the triangle 
part going oh, okay. out. So they wanted to mimic that. They didn't want a flat back. All right. So that was already there, and basically they said build a tank to fit into this spot. You said, I can do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's a big tank. That's a 12-footer. It's That's a biggie. Oh, wow. Oh, awesome, man. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, we got a few more here. And... Uh, so this was like a lobby area? So yeah, this is the, it's the front of a business. Okay. Um, a little bit ways away from Minneapolis, but it's, uh, I mean, this tank's probably 10 years old now and towed steel corals this big. And I mean, oh, it's wow. just, right. it's Massive. unbelievable. It's beautiful. All right, we got, looks like we got four or so more. I mean, just areas where these are built, to, obviously, to match the decor. Yeah, it's for the yep. yeah, yep. This isn't just an aquarium. It's meant to be part of the living space. Mm. You know, a lot of times when people call us and say, hey, we're interested in getting an aquarium put in, we want to do something custom and extreme, what they have in their head generally is not what they end up with. Mm -hmm. You know, they think like, oh, this is a really good spot for a tank. Well, usually it's not. There's usually a way better spot where we can pick something out and mm. say, hey, you know what, this will be the perfect spot where you guys can enjoy this tank. It's going to fit into the room so nicely. And, you know, it's amazing when people think they want something but really don't know. And then when the final product comes, it's... I absolutely thought I wanted to be part of the 500 Club, uh, like 500 gallons or more. But, like, as I'm evaluating this space, man, like, the size isn't as important as it yeah. fits, like, my uh, lifestyle mm -hmm. right. and the room and whatnot. Yep. So, yeah. yep. I mean, 360i isn't small, but it also, like, wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And, and actually, w at one point, I don't even know how many gallons this was, but it was going to be, like, 10 feet long oh, yeah. and L out another 8 feet the other direction, right? <laughs> I remember uh, you texting me about that. Yeah, I was really, really excited <laughs> about this tank. I'm like, I'm sure it can be done. How are they going to transport that one? We're going to have to build it on site. Right. Yeah. right, exactly. And, like, I almost had somebody do it. I was really getting really close to it. And then I just started thinking about the sheer, like, square footage of glass I'm going to be cleaning. Yep. And mm -hmm. I'm like, man, yep. no. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Yep. 500... <laughs> Is a you know if you're talking 500 plus that is a huge tank. Mm. I don't even know how fish many only been. artificial corals sure. Yeah. Full yeah. blown reef you yeah. got to be really dedicated. Well, not only that man, but with a tank that big with full blown coral, I mean you were into this for untold amounts of money to actually make it filled with coral. Right. Uh, or right. or like WWC where you have a team of people to help maintain oh, yeah. it because yep. they have the 900 and the 500. Well, and right. so for me, yeah. uh, I want to take care of it. Yeah. I, I want to. You know, like, I want to mow my lawn. You know, I like <laughs> yeah. mowing my lawn. Right. You know, uh, I won't, I mean, yeah. I don't want to pay somebody to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, there are times uh, I don't like shoveling, mm -hmm. so I'll pay somebody to shovel. But I like <laughs> taking care of uh, my lawn. I like taking care of my tank. There's just uh, artistry to some of it, and I just like doing it. So I don't want to farm it out to somebody. Mm -hmm. So if it gets so big that I don't want to do it anymore, I lost a piece of my hobby okay. for me. Yeah. Sure. So, well, uh, speaking of maintenance then, too, you if you maintain all these tanks, you can only come every so often or so, right? To right. I, generally, it's once a week or once mm -hmm. every two weeks. Some are once a month. It just depends on the client, oh, yeah. what type of tank, how extreme it is. You know, SBS tanks need more care, so we're there more often yeah. as opposed to a soft coral tank that, you know, has a lot more mm -hmm. leeway. That makes sense. Yeah. So this is the perfect entry point, guys. For If you guys don't know what Vibrant is, you're about to find oh, out. Yeah. Uh, so... You got a tank. Now, just imagine this is your tank, or you imagine it's uh, you're taking care of somebody else's tank, right? And you're not going to be able to see it, but for every two weeks, but it has to look sharp the whole time, all the time. Oh yeah. What do you do? Yep. What, what do you do, do man? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a problem that we faced. You know, originally we would show up at clients' house after a week or two weeks. Generally, it was the two-week tanks, and the tanks looked 
not that great. Mm. They needed a lot of cleanup. They needed big water changes. You know, every client is different. Are they feeding too much? Are they this or that? So we had a problem that we needed to solve for ourselves. We started working with a group of people and came up with a bacteria concoction that absolutely nailed what we wanted it to do. We can add a small amount of this stuff to the tank, show up two weeks later, and it looks like we were there the day before. Hmm. The tank is just perfectly clean. All right, so for those of you that, uh, like a lot of these products, like the bacteria products, are like a little uh, vague about uh, what they say on the bottle. And that's intentional because like if I look at red slime remover, it literally says on there like, uh, removes red stain from your tank. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. I mean, we're using this to kill cyano, yeah, but the EPA yeah, will yeah. not allow you to say yeah, that, right? True. right? Yeah. Uh, and so there's all kinds of regulations and stuff in here. So like what we can share, I think is, I'll just share my own opinion. Mm -hmm. like, uh, and so some of this stuff, uh, a lot of these bacteria, what they're actually doing is eating the algae, right? Mm -hmm. And some of them are better than that others, but there's multiple uh, brands out there that sell mm -hmm. bacteria. And the sad part is they can't really tell you what it does, uh, right. at least not in the package, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, but they eat algae. Like, and they're like, what we're going to do is actually show you in a microscope what it actually looks like. I ordered an expensive microscope the other day oh, yeah, just, that's right. just for this purpose. I think <laughs> yep. it's probably here. It's I, probably. I haven't I seen it. I don't know it. why it's we'll not on my uh, desk yet. But, uh, so, what if I had a tank that I wanted to look nice for two weeks between here and there, and there was just this bacteria in there that was eating the algae in between? Yep. Oh. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yep. Uh, so suddenly now you're not cleaning your tanks or when you come back every two weeks, what do they look right. like? Right. They look like we were just there the day before. It looks like we had been there and done a 50% water change, cleaned all the glass, and I mean, it, you walk in and it's spotless. Hmm. Uh, dream come true. Uh, yeah, yes. exactly. Right, for yep. everybody involved. Right. Like your clients must have been Yep. Just flabbergasted. Yeah. They, I mean, they were looking at us like, do we need you anymore? <laughs> I mean, do we need you to come? I mean, can we skip visits now? <laughs> you know, I, there, I, I, I'm not going to get into it now, but uh, the guy that trained us uh, at BRS, uh, like uh, there's a thing called EOS I mentioned in one of the videos, he was like our business consultant. And he said all the time, it's my job to get you to the point where you don't need me anymore. Yep. That's my job to work myself out of business. Sure. Like, so that's cool. Yep. If you can offer stuff so valuable to your clients that they don't even need you anymore, right. success, man. Yep. You, you like solved a problem so well, man, that certainly they're gonna tell other people about you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's an awesome job. Oh, Kevin Thank you. asked a really good question. He says, do you sell or share the recipe of this bacterial product? Yeah, it's actually called Vibrant, right? Oh, Vibrant. Yeah. It is called Vibrant. No. I mean, vaguely, yes. I mean, it's a proprietary, obvious bacteria blend. Um, mm. So, no, we don't say exactly what it is because it took a long time to actually figure it out. And, yeah. you know, but we feel like it's it, something pretty special. Yeah, if you want it, it's vibrant. And so one of the things that people, like, get it all wrong because you can't share information all the time, they think it's carbon dosing, you know, because bacteria has, like, been that oh, kind yeah. of method. Oh, yeah, it says Vinegar on it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yep. preservative, right? Right. So there's 0.5% vinegar in there, which in a 16 ounce bottle or 8 ounce bottle ends up being like a couple drops. And that right. is a preservative. It's 0.5%. not. Yeah. It's not okay. doing anything when. Yeah. So like it's because it, when there's lack of information, people tend to fill it in with their own thoughts. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, and so it isn't carbon dosing. It isn't the bacteria is uh, taking out the nutrients out of the tank. Correct. Like, you know, you know carbon dosing type things. Literally eating it. Yep. Uh, and so this is one of the good points, man. I think we just like, uh, uh, might as well, while we're on Vibram, we might as well kind of like finish yeah, yeah. the journey here. Sure. <laughs> so 
when I was reading about it, mm -hmm. like there is these mixed results of, oh my man, solved all my problems, including bubble algae of all things, mm -hmm. right? So I have never seen nutrient control or like once in a while you can get a fish or uh, maybe some emerald, emerald crabs crab, or whatnot mm -hmm. to kind of go after them, but never like solve the problem. Right, uh, certainly not a bacteria or anything that, that like you just dose a tank and, and bubble algae goes away. Right. So some people are like, uh, man, the best thing in the universe, and some people are like, well, get ready for cyano and dinos afterwards. Yep. Right. I'm gonna give you a hint: there are no cyano and dinos in the bottle. So exactly. That, that's not totally like an accurate depiction, but there might be a reason why some people experience that. Yep, so I'm, what we kind of say is, oh, generally there is uh, two different reasons why that will happen. One, if you have a lot of, say, hair algae or an algae that is storing a lot of nutrients, and as the algae is being eaten off, as nutrients are being released, if they're not being removed from the tank, whether it's by water changes, filtration, Sino loves to step in at that point and become the main mm. nutrient consumer of the tank. You know, hair algae, holds a ton of nutrients. So it's one of the reasons why cyano will jump in and there you go, now you got a, you know, a sheet of cyano on your sand bed where, mm -hmm. you know, if you do a big enough water change while you're doing it, you know, depending on how much algae you have, if you stay on top of the nutrient removal, that will not happen for you. Another element, too fast. Yeah, uh, so you're overdoing it. One of the things here that is a big, big thing, and I, I think this is one of those things that it's so obvious once you hear it, but prior to that, you're like, well, I didn't know. So uh, basically, on the surface of your rock and sand and everything else in the tank is a giant like galactic warfare for surface area. Like yep. people are trying, or little organisms are trying to fight for space or real estate, right? So what happens if I have a terrible hair algae problem or whatnot, and I just wipe it all out? Mm -hmm. Like something is gonna fill that vacuum, yep. right? Yep. Uh, and depending on how fast it happened, it's probably not gonna be the things you wanted. Right. right? Uh, <laughs> yep. Depending, right? Yep. So what's the right speed for this, like mentality-wise? Slow and steady, always. I mean, the bottle states, you know, for a dirty aquarium once a week, for a cleaner aquarium once every two weeks. Mm. And we really like when people go slower than faster. Do your first two doses, you know, do a dose, wait two weeks, see what happened. Do your second dose, you know, after that second week and wait two weeks again and see if you're noticing any changes yet. If things are starting to kind of slowly start to change and you're seeing some things happening, you can probably stay with that every two weeks dose. Mm. If you're not really noticing much, then you can bump it up to once a week. And then just, you know, there's a lot of people now online that are doing two times a week. If you're an experienced aquarist that knows what you're doing and are very in tune with your aquarium, your corals, your fish, we have no problem with that. But we don't advertise that as instructions, just it's too much, you know. I would rather have it take longer and work for everybody than to have people speed through it and cause more problems than what should be happening. I gotta tell you, all over the place, I think this is a pandemical problem, man. Like, uh, that's probably not the verb right words, but like, it is a really big problem in the essence. I start dosing amino acids. It didn't do anything in the first day. It must be garbage, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And I, I'm gonna put myself right in this boat. Oh yeah. Like, uh, the first time I bought some calcium chloride, you know, they told me to dose calcium. I put it in once a week, like it said, didn't mm -hmm. do anything, I stopped. Yep. Right? Like, well, now I know that it, dosing calcium and alkalinity a daily, 
I'm going to see the results four months from now, and then it's going to explode, right? Right. Right. So like, I do it five times, I, my expectations are going to be zero. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Same thing with some like amino acids. Now I watch the results. I do it daily for two months. And slowly, may I change the health of an organism, and it starts to show me, right? Yep. It is not a miracle, magic elixir. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. That. So with your thing, if I put it in there, and it's so toxic that everything dies, like, uh, I guess not toxic, but if it's in there, and it just wipes out everything, like, day one, that's actually what I wanted in my head. Right. right? I want to see that kind of miracle, magic elixir, dump it in there, mm. poof, everything gone. Yep. Right? And I think we've been kind of trained that way that if it doesn't do that, then fail, right? Because right. that expectation has not been set. But like, so if I dose like a little bit and I see like, it, for instance, we're testing it on uh, the tank, not this one, but the one behind us. Yeah. And it has bubble algae in it. If you're on Facebook, you probably already saw it, mm -hmm. or at least in the Facebook group. But there's patches of bubble algae, and the day one, it turned silver and started to float away, right? Big clumps of it, yeah. yeah. clumps of it, mm -hmm. like, in one day. And so, without talking to you, mm -hmm. my knee-jerk reaction would have been, well... Dose more. Yeah, dose more, more, man. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, if it, oh, I apparently didn't do enough, but it's working, right? right? Yeah. Yep. But after I hear, no, 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 no. Keep doing what you're doing, do it every other week, and like the mentality, I know you want it all gone immediately, but it'd be way better for the tank if it happens over the course of a couple of months. Mm -hmm. right? well, that's the thing, algae doesn't show up generally fast. It's a slow progression until it's like, whoa, now I have a problem. What mm -hmm. am I gonna do? And you know, there's lots of ways you can deal with that problem, but to reverse it slowly again is your best bet instead yep. of Negative things will fill the void. Exactly. Uh, yep. Otherwise, yeah. not always. But like, if you're wondering why uh, I dosed, uh, it's not that I dosed uh, vibrant and it caused cyanodinos at the end. It's I killed all the algae and I opened up all this real estate for anything else uh, specifically that grows really rapidly, like bacterial issues. Yep. Right. I opened real estate for these things to open up. Probably doesn't have coralline coverage because algae was all over it. So slow and steady, but now that you set my expectations for mm -hmm. slow and steady, I'm not in a hurry. If you told me this is gonna solve inside of two to three months, man, game on, yeah. right? Three, three I'm months. so happy with that. <laughs> and actually, I'm happier that you told me that because I already understand why that's better than if it right. or disappeared tomorrow. Yep, it's just, I mean, it's easier to monitor your water quality. It's easier to keep up with doing your water changes when things are, slowly changing, you know, if your nutrients are rising, say your green hair algae is dying off, well, you're able to deal with that. It's not just, bam, here's a ton of nutrients into the tank. Where are they gonna go? What are they gonna do? Yeah, so when they're eating the algae, they're, they're gonna process it into nutrients, right. which is gonna feed something yep. else. Like, yep. it's not gonna poof. Right. Like, the algae poofed, but what it, it just well, essentially dissolved it's lingering the nitrogen in there. and phosphorus. Right. right? Yep. So uh, yeah. So I don't know. So I thought it was super cool, and I was super happy to be able to share that information. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, you actually probably don't even know any of this, but we are uh, in the uh, UV tank uh, yes. uh, tests are coming out tomorrow. Yeah. So the in the tomorrow's episode, uh, we go over the UV results, uh, which is really cool. But. After that, uh, we were thinking about restarting the UV test, but before we restart the UV test, we already have six tanks with algae in them or some sort of bacterial growth or something like that. 
And uh, we're going to dose Vibrant based off of your instructions and see what happens. So uh, you guys want to watch six tanks that are riddled with algae and see what happens to them over time? Yeah. Get ready. We'll, we'll find we're out. Gonna, we're going to find go. out. We'll, we'll document we'll we'll them each week. Yeah. Right? Uh, and uh, if it doesn't work at all, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, if it does work, great. Uh, send me a Christmas card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but one of the things I'm really excited about is the UV has done a really, really good job at keeping bacterial issues from Slow, populating the yeah. tank, right? Mm -hmm. uh, done, like, not so good job at fighting algae, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Uh, because algae is like a turf type thing. You know, once it gets roots into something, it just starts growing all over uh, wherever it's on, just spreads. So what if from day one I had something in there that ate the algae? And I had something in there that stopped the bacteria. Mm. Hmm. I mean, like, could I just avoid the ugly stage of a tank? I can't guarantee or even promise or even suggest we don't even that will happen. I don't know. We're going to test it. like, when we're sitting around drinking coffee thinking about, like, the future of reefing and, like, how the things we want to test and stuff, man, are like, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I can't help it. We're going to test that, too. So, so I will tell you, from doing so many installs, uh. From a maintenance standpoint, started at week two, if you start dosing Vibrant, your tank will look shiny. Boom. We're going to find out. Through this the whole cycle. <laughs> and even, Through the that cycle. makes him even more excited because yeah. he he's already jumping to conclusion. It's going to work. It's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. I get really excited about stuff. So. Yep. We're going to test it. Uh, yep. So awesome, man. Awesome. So that's kind of the, the story of uh, Jeff Jacobson here. And like, I think we want to hit a little bit on Randy here. Like Randy's journey is a little different, man. Just ah, like a hobbyist, you said, I'm yeah. going to get into the industry. And right. we shared a little bit of this before, but uh, for those of you who missed it, we're going to hit again. And then yeah. uh, get into some of the things that some of you guys would do and answer your questions. So, uh, like, I have a reef hustle, or my reef hustle, or, uh, wasn't really starting a business. Wasn't really... Uh, so I sold some frags, like some other people. Once I found out that I could grow some frags or something like that, it was, oh, okay, well, that's grown. And I bought it at this big, and now it's this big. If I cut it back to this big, this is all profit. Profit. Uh, yeah. So maybe I can start trading some stuff. So initially it was, hey, I bought this coral. Now I'm going to trade it with people who don't have this coral. Yep. And then it was, now I've got a bunch of these things. What can I do with them? And either like sell them for super low prices and just kind of get some money to feed my fueling hobby and addiction. Uh, or it actually worked out to be like, now I can go supply a store with hundreds of frags uh, between my buddy and I, and then get store credit. And store credit was as good as cash for me because all I wanted oh, yeah. was reef gear anyway. You spend the yep. money there I anyway. Yeah, I want you gear. You get to keep your paycheck uh, now. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, and then that was like the start of a reef hustle, but I never really saw it as uh, like a business opportunity. Like, there's some people that kind of follow the same path and then see that they can make a few dollars and then kind of go down and continue down that path uh, where they Failure would just, it's all about the, you know, I, I can make this into money. Uh, outside of buying reef stuff, I can buy diapers with it. Right. Uh, and yeah, like you mentioned in today's video, when you start to, you know, go down the path of this is about money and not about helping people, 
uh, you're probably going to lead somewhere where it's not successful. Failure. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I just want to hit on that. Like what you've done here, man, why Jeff has been successful all along is he was helping people achieve their dreams in their house. You can see from all of those tanks yeah. that those people clearly had a specific dream for the house and you helped them achieve, you know, a problem that they had. Mm -hmm. uh, they want the thing clean. You want the thing clean. Yep. Right. Uh, so you solved a, a problem and other people shared your own problem. You solved that problem and why you're successful. So, and you too, man. So yeah. you were growing frags. You had yeah. a problem. I needed money to buy more frags and help the store. And the store actually wants yeah. healthy ingrown uh, frags that help the uh, person on the other end who wants to buy frags that are healthy from uh, 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 quo. Just, Everybody's helpful. Yeah. In my case, like, I saw I was growing corals like just crazy in my tank, you know, I'm like, oh man. And then I saw dollar bills. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> profit. Like, yeah, profit. <laughs> and so I spent all this money, you know, building out these huge four by eight uh, systems in my basement. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was a little bit skill set. I was not ready for a system that big, but it was all, all for the wrong reason. And that's why I failed, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? There was nobody out there clamoring for more zoanthids or bubble tips. Uh, I watched a seminar from Reef, uh, from Anthony Kelfo, which mm -hmm. was like, you know, if you had one bubble tip an enemy, you could split it into two, into four, into eight. And before you know it, at the end of the year, you got a thousand. Thousand times twenty bucks, and they're like, "Oh man, this is for me, uh, like my hobby, I quit my job, right?" And so the problem was, is I was thinking about me the whole way there, you know, and uh, that's why I failed. Uh, I wasn't solving any unique solution. Nobody had a challenge that I was solving, and uh, like, you know, I, even if I was growing corals, like selling them is a whole different thing, and mm -hmm. finding a market for it, and. You know, with Reef Chili, people were looking for a new food. Yeah. Uh, they really liked the DIY food, kind of similar to like, you know, you feed your dog the, you know, ground up pheasant or natural f foods or whatnot. Mm -hmm. With MJ Mods, we were trying to, you know, get turn a $30 pump into a $250 pump. Yeah, Super, right. uh, you know, And it was fun, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, with Bulk Resupplier, a precursor, a uh, two-part solution, it was, you know, find the, you know, big, uh, bags. big bags of chemicals. and. But for 10 bucks, I can give you a gallon worth instead of uh, a cup's worth, you know, for 30 bucks, right? Yeah. So that was a big thing for me. And a lesson I learned, I look back at, if anybody you're thinking about doing any of this stuff, don't think about yourself at all. Mm. Like, stop thinking about the fact that you want money and start thinking about how you can, like, better people's lives. And then, if you, this is... Profit is just like a result of bettering other people's lives. I could so. say that that applies in my case too after mm -hmm. getting into the industry is a super complex hobby. And I love a complex type of uh, situation. And I can you know explain complex type things. When I get an understanding, big picture understanding, it's easy for me to break it down to pe for people. Yeah. So now like I understand this complex hobby enough to where I can help some people, and now I want to be in the aquarium industry. Like, and the people that were doing it the best that I learned from, bulk reef supply. So yep. <laughs> I create, I, I told a lot of people that I want to work for it. Like when I was leaving Kansas and getting out of the military, it was, oh, I'm going to go work for bulk reef. You watch, I'm going to be working for bulk reef. 
And then, uh, so I move up here, with, uh, hoping that they have a job, but there's no job. Uh, but on my way, you know, before I was even thinking about it, I had, you know, little business cards created that said, uh, aquarium industry hopeful, and here's my contact <laughs> info. I mean, the part like, you built a, <laughs> right. a, a card, man, it said, aquarium industry hopeful, like an actual card, and we're handing this out. It's like a... I, I, one of the most amazing. I, I know more parts of this story yeah. uh, that are, that match this level. They like <laughs> just the fact uh, that you're handing out I'll like that. It's just one. so amazing. <laughs> All right. uh, but then, uh, so then you know, you move here and there's no job. That finally is like, okay, well, customer service opened up. I'll go work for customer service, and I got like tons of enjoyment out of talking to people on the phone mm -hmm. yeah, because all of the questions were questions I've had, things I've learned, and I can walk you through it and talk to you about it like, no, man, you really need to do this. And, and now I, I get to help people. Uh, and then that's sort of, that's evolved into the video thing where now uh, I'm being helpful to people and it's not about making a video so I can get paid. Right. Uh, I can do a video on the, uh, what we learned about UV testing and like, that helps a lot of people who don't get the opportunity to set up six tanks and run six different UVs to find out which works best for them. Right. Well, and so for me, uh, the beauty of it is I don't I don't know why they let us do this, but my business partner and the uh, CFO here lets us just do what we think is right. Uh, so for like instance, we spent the better part of like six months mm. showing exactly why you don't need to buy as many pumps as everybody thought. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the I mean, flow like, test. Yeah. That, that, we probably spent like 20 grand to show you why you should stop giving us money. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but like hopefully it shows up somewhere else in, uh, I don't know, uh, reciprocity in, in the mm -hmm. whole mix. But like, yeah, man, you get to be able to spend time each day trying to figure out how to do this better, learn mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. share. For me, this week, I learned something about bacteria eating algae and how to use it. And now I get to share it today. Right? Yeah. I was like, I like... I, <laughs> Like what I live for, <laughs> I, 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 I could not think of a better, you know, like career path for myself is to learn something, solve my own problems, mm. find out how they can identify other people's problems, solve theirs, and like share the wealth, man, yeah, uh, yeah. and like just get to do it again next week. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I, Thank you for my dream job. <laughs> I, like, I really, every day, man, I just think, I feel so, so thankful. So yeah, so uh, I will tell you one more piece of Randy's yeah. job here, Randy. So I walk back there, and some of you heard this before, but I'm gonna say it again. So I walk back there, and Randy uh, is like on my radar. You know, he's working, and he's like, you know, twice as, uh, getting twice the calls done as everybody else and whatnot. And I go back there, and I'm like, so uh, Randy, man, like, what is it you wanna do here? Cause like. <laughs> I see an elevation path, you know, like this guy is gonna do something here and I don't really know what it is, but what I can do is if he tells me what he wants to do, I can create that. I can make that happen for him, open up that area, and he literally tells me, I want your business partner's job. <laughs> like, Bravo, dude. Big uh, Good answer. Yeah, Big man, like, I've never heard a better answer. Yep. And like Andrew, I don't know, and he's like uh, out of a job now. No, but uh, no, like I never heard it. Like uh, shoot high, man. Like uh, right. all you can do is succeed from there. Uh, yep. That was the most impressive thing I've heard maybe in my whole life. So uh, I don't know. It was really, really cool. And you know, part of uh, your like, uh, you know, made it my career now. Reef, reef hustle, hustle to career. Reef hustle yeah. career, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, here he is. I sent him a, a picture the other day, man. I'm like, when you were handing out those cards, like, you know, Aquarium Career Hopeful, yeah. and I sent him a picture of him uh, doing BRS TV Investigates in the front of the website. I'm like, did you think that was going to materialize right. into that? <laughs> and you're like, it's because you had high dreams and you shot for them, man. That's why you did it. So that's super, super awesome. That is really awesome. All right, so let's answer some questions here. I can't read them, it's too far away, so yeah. Randy. Oh, I got right you. Uh, okay, yeah, let's start at the top. So what's the average time to see the benefits of Vibrant to get rid of bubble algae? Mm. As I kind of said, slower is better than faster. Mm. Take your time, work your way up to your dosing. You know, anywhere from two months to three months, some people stretch it out as long as six months. I mean, it really depends. Mm. Are there other algaes in the tank? What are the nutrient levels in the tank? I mean, there's a lot of things that are the deciding factor, but two to three months generally. Yeah, we dosed it, and within the first week on that one is when we saw a couple clumps start to turn silver and go away, so. It is very based yeah. on the actual aquarium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very well taken care of aquarium. You know, really your only issue is bubble algae. It'll go a lot quicker. I mean, it, it is really tank to tank based, yeah. you know, but slower is better. So what I would say, I don't want to set expectations here, uh, but like we saw it within a couple of days. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, by the way, see it on all of the bubble no, algae. No, there was still some. I saw patches of it turn silver and float away. It's probably where the bacteria settled out and colonized first, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so like uh, have expectations again of don't do, if you're expecting immediate, you might get that, but you also might not. It doesn't mean that uh, right. like you shouldn't stay in the path you're in the same way that if you didn't dose your calcium today, right. uh, you shouldn't expect double growth tomorrow. Set I mean, you, you will read a lot too that you know people will say, man, I didn't think anything was going on. Here I'm two months into it, heading into three months. One day I woke up and it was just gone. Hmm. My tank was riddled with bubble algae and there was not one. You know, right. So it is something too that it's working, it's doing something in there, it's just a matter of time, so be patient. And so if, I, if we were talking about hair algae, I'd actually just tell you, like, uh, well, hair algae sometimes just goes away, mm -hmm. you know? Like, uh, the, you get the right fish or whatever, never, like, really bubble algae. Maybe mm. if you got the right fish and you saw them immediately go after it, but right. in a normal tank, you're not going to wait out bubble algae. Yeah. Bubble algae is just going to spread, right? right? And so uh, if, if all of a sudden, you know, miraculously in two months it goes away, it was this. Yep. No question. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. There, there's no other alternative. But set your expectation for two to three months. Yeah. yeah. Anything so that, under that is awesome. Yeah, Boom. exactly. That's a perfect way yeah. to say it. Shoot for two to three months. If it happens faster, game. Yep. Cool. Easy. Uh, next one. Uh, let's just hit Glenn Rudolph there real quick because uh, he's always wanted uh, to give us five bucks and a oh. cup of coffee. <laughs> so thanks, Glenn. Glenn and got called out in one of these videos, didn't he? Uh, he's going to. Ah, you don't know this, Glenn, but uh, you get talked about here a lot. <laughs> so uh, you actually challenged us in a recent video, and uh, we uh, put you in it. So yeah. awesome. Awesome. Uh, he just wants to say super quick rundown of what is an easy maintenance filtration slash sump layout, commercial versus residential. Oh, that is a... That's a I mean, big that's question. That's a big but... question topped up in an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> Super quick, he says. All right. I uh, mean, it, it really just depends on the tank. It depends on what, you know, what the people want to keep in the tank, how big it is. I mean, every tank is so different. We don't do any 
one-size-fits-all kind of filtration system. Mm. So I mean, it really depends. What's your main uh, What's your main filtration? You know, like your go-to filtration? Uh, filter socks and no filter socks skimmers. ever. We've yep. not a fan. Because you're not there. Either. Not a fan. Yep. Yeah. If uh, you're not there every two weeks, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make yep. any sense. Nope. Yep. Oversized skimmer. Okay. Uh, Chato, depending on the tank. Um, UV on some. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really just and depends. The, yeah. Less is more. We do not go extreme on filtration. Cool. And the, I mean, the water volume in those things really has to help yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. To some degree. Yep. Yeah. Everything is way more diluted. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good point. Like, uh, so some of this stuff applies uh, to a uh, maintenance thing where you're only going to be there every two weeks, yep. right? But it also applies to people who want a lower maintenance tank. Mm -hmm. They like, hey. Uh, like uh, Jeremy was here, he says he flies all the time. He's gone for a week at a time. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you're gone from this tank for two weeks at a time. Exactly. Yet, uh, still maintaining. So uh, less gear if you're going to be around uh, uh, less as it's well. It's less so things thing. to go wrong, less things for the client to ever have to think about if something goes wrong. I mean, it's just mm. less is more for us. I'd say you replace gear with skill. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. And the gear is kind of supplement skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you mentioned uh, using Kato in a refugium type situation, mm -hmm. and the question just came in, mm -hmm. will Vibrant kill Kato? Yes and no. If you're dosing once every two weeks, mm -hmm. it will not touch it. Mm -hmm. And depending on your nutrient load in your tank, you can sometimes dose weekly and it'll be fine, but if you run lower nutrients, you know, mm -hmm. five parts per million nitrate and you know lower phosphate levels, you're best removing Say if you want to rid a bad bubble algae case, you're better off just taking your Chato out, put it in a five-gallon bucket. The stuff will live for months with no light, mm. no pump, no nothing. Yeah, you I've can totally it take bag. it out. Yeah. You know, treat your tank, rid the algae, and then put your Chato back yeah. in. Fair so enough. this is my answer. I don't know anything about this specific mm -hmm. thing, but if you're putting something in the tank to kill algae, and you have a filter that is made of algae, uh, specifically a, a, a algae scrubber, which mm -hmm. is hair oh, algae, yeah. Yep. Yeah. right? Yeah. Expect negative results. Uh, how negative is the question? Right. right. Yeah. So I will tell you that the question comes up like when you use fluconazole, does yeah. it like uh, hurt your Kato? Mm -hmm. And I see it, this is just anecdotally, but I see it setting it back. Sure. Right? It stops growing sure. uh, the same way when the fluconazole's mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and as it should, it, yeah. I mean, putting it in there to kill algae, yep. you know, so uh, don't be surprised. Yeah. So if it doesn't wipe it out, great, but uh, have realistic expectations and some common sense when you're doing yeah, it, especially just if you dose a lot. Keep an eye on it. If you see it starting to brown out, you see it starting to fall apart, remove it. I yeah. mean, it, at that point, it's not helping you anyways. It's not absorbing nutrients from the tank. It's basically in a standstill and it's starting to decline, which is releasing nutrients and back into the water. So that's a good point, actually. So pay attention to it. Uh, and if it looks like it's healthy, the answer is it's probably healthy. Mm -hmm. If it looks like it's turning the corner, remove it because it's probably turning the corner. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and just be aware of what you're doing and how things interact with each other. Cool. All right, next one. Let's see. Uh, off, well, let's see. Uh, Reefaholic at the top says, is Vibrant safe with Acropora-dominated tanks? Yep. Ooh. Yep, absolutely. So the one thing, you know, with any Acropora tanks, you always just want to make sure that you have enough nutrients in the water that when you are adding the Vibrant and, you know, it's killing off algae or, you know, that it's, you're not going to plummet out your actual nutrients mm -hmm. or they're not going to race too fast. Acropora tanks always once every two weeks. 
If you're very experienced, you can up it to once a week, but I never press it with SBS mm. tanks, ever. So when I say, when you say experience, uh, I'm just gonna translate uh, my versions here, mm -hmm. uh, maybe you agree. It does not mean that you've been reefing for 20 years. It means you've been experienced using Vibrant, you've watched what it does, how it reacts, and uh, know how to uh, uh, use this tool. Not just because you've reefed for a long time. Right. Well, a lot of people too are, you can see it in the people that are very in tune with their tanks. They, you know, some people at this point don't even necessarily have to test their water. They can tell something's mm -hmm. off. Their corals are lighter colors or this. And, you know, there's people that are very in tune too. And that's kind of where the experience comes from. If you see a shift in your coral, you know, color, you know, something's going on. What is it, you know? Mm. So I would say this question, man. Uh, if you're asking if it could be used in an Acropora dominated tank, uh, like, you should just really know if you've got an Acropora dominated tank, in every case, slower is better. Yep. Right? Absolutely. So every case, slower is better. Is it, uh, we got Acros in the tanks that we're, that, uh, we're using in, so I can say it isn't having an effect on ours. Mm -hmm. But uh, outside of that, slower is better, uh, and it's not a race to get it out of there unless you're going to competition. Or something. I mean, I mean I, is there a coral competition? Be. <laughs> <laughs> SPS are so sensitive. I mean, to any sudden changes. That's mm -hmm. why, you know, with SPS corals, I always think slower anything you do is always better. I can tell you, like, I've seen so many Acropora tanks that, like, go south for no known reason. You know, like, there is, like, nothing in the tank. They, there's nothing, like, in an ICP test. There's, like, nothing in uh, like uh, calcium alkalinity magnesium mm. there's none of the you know equipment looks bad you know like it just stability is the mm -hmm. thing right uh we saw in the ulm tank uh mm -hmm. so the first ulm tank we set up uh, had all acropora in it and there was no reason why all those tanks those corals should have died and we couldn't find out any reason the only thing I'll chalk it up to is uh, initial instability, yep. you know? Mm -hmm. So they're just super sensitive to any change and lack of stability. So go slow. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, let's see. This must be a question for you, Ryan. Uh, yeah. How big are the kids into, fish, into the fish tanks? Oh, my kids. Yeah. Okay. Ah, well, you got one too, so I'll, I'll be curious about yours. Both, both of you do, actually. Yeah. So uh, uh, my kids, my one-year-old, uh, I doesn't even know what she's looking at. So, uh, uh, but Flynn loves the aquariums. So uh, loves, loves, loves it. And like you can't pull them away, especially at the Minnesota Zoo. They got this big giant one that's floor to ceiling, just you know, like, like that. Uh, we've talking to the, taken him to the shed aquarium and really digs it. So I, mean, I don't know if he's special in that way though, because I think kids in general just love My daughter's the same. All no. of her friends when they come over always just, oh my, the tank, you know, Clients, kids, I mean, I've never met a kid who's like, ah, not my thing. Well, you know, actually, I've, I've told this to people before. People ask a lot of times, like, why you reef, right? Mm -hmm. And why you put so much effort into this? And some people, you just love aquariums and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, pride wrapped up in the fact that you took, like, a section of the reef and, and built it in your house, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, like, it's okay to be proud that you created this really cool thing, right? right? And the nature of it is, like, when you open the door and your buddy and his kids come over, 
they like scoot right past you and run over to yeah, the tank. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, uh, and, and even your buddy might be rude enough to scoot right past your wife. And uh, like he's supposed to say hi. Uh, and he doesn't. Just go right to the tank. Yeah, and then, uh, then your wife comes down. We've got a couple family friends now that come right in. So when you come into our house, we have an office right to the right when you come in. And we've got a big SBS cube tank in there. And we've got a few friends now that their kids run in. They know where my orange glasses are on my desk. <laughs> they, they, it's not, they don't even say hi anymore. It's just right in there, get the glasses, go right to the tank. So that's one of the things, uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but some of the videos, like I, I am more invigorated about the whole process of setting up a tank now that I do have kids because I get to share that whole thing with them. Mm -hmm. And for me, I get to share like what it is to like care for animals. Mm. I get to share what it's like to do something tremendously hard. Yep. I get to share like how like just learning uh, constantly and like challenges and overcoming yep. them. And there is a new challenge with the tank constantly. And so it's a uh, you know, what it's like to like add kind of like a new level of thinking to something that other hobbies just don't have, right? right? And, you know, think about a pet, not as just like this animal that you have in your house, but like this thing that you take care of, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and relies on you. And uh, it's not just this, you know, like, like my mom bought me this uh, fish bowl and we overfed it, you know, and I've been, neither of us knew any better, right? Like at this point, I've been doing it for 15 years. I feel like I knew, know a little bit better and I get to share that uh, right. with uh, Flynn and Calliope and I'm pretty excited to do that. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's cool. yep, Sweet. Absolutely. That's uh, a few more vibrant questions here. It's, let's see, uh, will it work with turf algae? Yes, it will work with turf. Um, it's a little bit like bryopsis. It's a long battle. I mean, any rooted algae is generally going to take longer. You know, I, I'll stick with the same slow is better. Dose it every two weeks. If your tank gets adjusted to it and you start dosing weekly, I mean, it's a long battle, but yes, it will absolutely rid the turf. Cool. So the best message I heard out of here is, uh, hey, this may take three, four months, uh, but like bryopsis is another one does not just poof on its no, own. There's other ways you can kill it, right? Yep. Uh, but like uh, the best message is, because I could do this for two months and absolutely feel like I did nothing and like is this just full of water, right? right? Yep. Mm. Uh, and so that is the best message is when I can set expectations, now I can judge it based on those expectations and see whether or not it delivers for me. Right, mm. so, yep. Actually, this is one of the cool things, man. We asked earlier, maybe we can transition to this a little bit. Uh, like, uh, we, how much time we got left? Uh, uh, about three minutes. Oh, well, maybe we'll go hour. like a couple minutes over here. But we had uh, just close with a little bit of advice for any of you guys that wanted to do Make this. this a reef uh, you know, yeah. Do your reef hustle, trade some corals, do whatever. Uh, find, develop some bacteria, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, make some reef chili, whatever it may be. Uh, and one of the things he said he did, man, which I thought was super cool, which was, what'd you do, how did you get the world to know about Vibrant? Mm. Just did some original grassroots kind of advertising and just gave away 150 bottles of it. I Boom, mean, just... we set up something on Facebook and said, we want you guys to try this, let us know what you think. You know what uh, like uh, gets your name and your uh, product and the things you're looking forward to do out there better than anything? 
give it away. It works. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and destroy, it man. It, like, it solves people's actual problems. Yeah. So you can wait around for somebody to buy it and start the disseminating that story. Or you can just say, hey, everybody, here, take this all out, use it, do whatever you want with it, uh, and uh, yep. ho hopefully when it works, you will share it with somebody else. Yep. We want the <laughs> cleanest tanks. We want the dirtiest. We yep. want you all. I mean, we want to see. Yeah. We want to show you what this can do. So boom, that is probably the best piece of advice I can give anybody uh, out there is uh, solve other people's problems. And yeah. if you're thinking that you're gonna get like some kind of ad or banner or something that's gonna create a business for you, like that is wrong. You know, that is not gonna do it. You're gonna have to find a way to solve problems for people that mm. other people aren't. Yeah. You know, and you have a unique ability to do. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, you did that. So bravo, man. Thank uh, you. Super impressed. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what are some other things you could do? Well, I mean, just looking at the list here, we got our cheat, cheat sheet down, down here. here. <laughs> you can develop cheat sheets if yeah. you like. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, I guess, so that, that works a lot of, uh, and a lot of times, a lot of places with the uh, like product-related type stuff. Mm -hmm. If I want to turn my hobby into a career, I identify a problem or a hole somewhere that I can do it uh, better than anybody else or solve people's problems yep. uh, and then you have the livestock side of the house or you know uh, live things where you know the most uh, like we order a lot from Elliot at Marine Collectors and mm -hmm. the biggest reason is because he's doing the hard work that we don't want to do or that we just don't have the time to do mm -hmm. in especially in the quarantine process where yep. we know that anything better. we get you know, he does it better too than we could uh, anything we get from Elliot goes straight to the tank to float and then in the tank. And we don't have to do the quarantine as is done and we trust it. That's Solving huge. problems that other people are unwilling to solve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, most people just want to take a fish out of uh, the wholesaler, send it to you, you deal with it. You, I mean, which is more or less the fish mill to I me. I mean, yeah. the, the big yeah. box stores right. type places. Then yeah. if somebody wants to take care of the fish, uh, make sure it's healthy mm, and yep. then you're getting a healthy pet in your house, Elliot, that is going to be the makings for a successful business that when somebody does it they're going to tell somebody else and they're going to tell somebody else and they're going to tell somebody else yep. and before you know it i'm not going to be able to get any more fish from Elliot because you're too busy yeah uh, right <laughs> you're cut off yeah i got cut off uh no really but that is uh, yeah. that's the thing right and uh, for those of you who don't know uh like uh, uh i don't i i didn't know Elliot uh, at all, you know? And so I just had Chad, our local breeder here, mm. you know, had told me, man, who we should get fish from here, who's going to be the best. He told me him, and ever since the first time we interacted with him, man, I was game. So oh, yeah. uh, that's my guy, I ain't twitching. Uh, well, so, no he's, so he's doing the hard stuff, uh, you know, that other people don't want to do. And I mean, the same kind of goes, you didn't hit it too heavy in your video today, but the same thing is with like, you get a whole bunch of video equipment and nobody tells you or gives you the keys to how to drive this thing, you just start driving it and banging it yep. in walls and curbs. But eventually, <laughs> 11 yeah. years later, we're making some pretty good videos. Well, like last month, it turned the corner. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. terrible up until then. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I said that in today's video. Like, I didn't, I didn't know at the time, and you just look back at it and you're like, okay, now I can understand why the pieces went together. Mm. Uh, most, most of the entrepreneurs I've met uh, had no idea why they were doing what they were doing was right at the time. It just kind of felt right and they mm. did it. So in, in our case, you know, the thing, the work that nobody really wanted to do was show you how to do this successfully. Yeah. Right? They'll, won't, everyone wants to sell you light. 
You want to buy $800 light? Yeah, dude, like, I don't know anybody who doesn't want to sell that, yeah. right? But set it upright to be able to achieve the desired results, set up your skimmer, mm -hmm. your uh, mm -hmm. whole system, uh, and, you know, continually working on how to progress mm -hmm. and own the failures and, you know, figure out how to do it better every single year. Mm -hmm. Turns out, wasn't cheaper products, wasn't uh, better products, it wasn't faster shipping, it wasn't, you know, like anything like that. It was like, I just want to be successful with my tank, somebody help me. Yeah. And so the videos and stuff hopefully have helped a few people out there. Uh, there's 50 million views almost. It was like 47 million I looked at yep, the other day I or something. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, hopefully that's helped somebody out there. Hopefully one of you guys got help somewhere along the way. And for me, man, that's super fulfilling. Because again, it lets us like do this thing. I, I don't get excited uh, day to day, man, by selling fish food. Right, and I don't feel like I'm doing the world any uh, great justice there. But yeah. when we learn something about, you know, like how to use a refugium properly to achieve a goal, and all of a sudden it works, I'm like, ah, man, I'm excited, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, uh, I don't know. So yeah, I only learn something new every day. Uh, I will tell you though, another really, really good resource. A couple of them. If you're going to get into corals, this is one of the easiest ways because you're just literally clipping corals out of your tank, uh -huh. right, and selling them. Facebook groups, there's a bunch of them mm. that, that sell corals in there. eBay is a super good one. I think uh, the, uh, David Hammondtree at Reef to Reef, you can sell them over some on his forum. Sales, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. But I've even heard that he's like, maybe gonna create some kind of auction thing within uh, his environment. Uh, oh, I don't cool, know if they'll ever materialize, but yeah, like, I mean, this is a super expensive hobby. So mm -hmm. like, uh, if you get 10 strains of super awesome coral, that could be the end. You could just start trading from that point on mm -hmm. uh, and get all the other ones, you know, not all of them, but like uh, I don't have to spend the next 40 grand on uh, uh, every strain of coral after man. I can start trading and, yeah. and that kind of thing, man, is fun, mm -hmm. you know, like the, almost every city has a frag swap. Some of them are really just places that people come there to go to sell. Some of them organize actually to swap corals. Yeah. Like people come here to trade, you know, yeah. and so look for those things. Organize one if you want, you know. Uh, um, you were talking earlier, like I was into this hobby for, a, a, I don't know, maybe a, a year and a half before I had a meeting at my own house, you know. It was super fun, man. Like 50 people show up. They're in my basement talking about fishes in my, uh, <laughs> what now is debunked uh, propagation thing, looking in my house and, uh, you know, having a couple of beers out in my yard. It was just super, super fun. Yep. So, but trading corals as well. People are there, you know, swapping stuff out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Uh, so, what else? Uh, then we'll call, call it a day here. Are we, maybe we'll answer a couple more questions if there's yeah, anything there's else a in few there. Up there. Uh, I see one last question I want to answer at the right. end, but uh, there's a couple up here. A couple more about Vibrant before we go. And, and then we'll uh, call it a day. Can you use it in combination with like a carbon dosing type oh. situation, like no pops? Yep. So what we tell people with Vibrant is there's no need to discontinue any biological or mechanical filtration. Basically, you can use it no matter what routine you're doing. If you're using another brand of products, if you're carbon dosing, if you're using vodka, just add Vibrant into your routine. You know, dose it every two weeks. Um, mm. Yeah, it can be mixed with anything. We have not found anything that it reacts weird with. and. I mean, I think we've used it on pretty much every system available on the market. So. Another one we were talking about was uh, whether or not you can use it with UV. And at first glance, you'd say you can't because uh, it's, it's a bacteria. bacteria. Yep. Yeah. But it lives on surfaces, right? So just like your nitrate bacteria, it lives on a surface, not flowing around the yep. water. So. so, yeah, no need to shut off UV either. You can absolutely run UV while dosing vibrant. So 
Me personally, just because I'm paranoid, I'd probably turn it off for the hour you after I dose it. But, yeah, you don't have to, I guess. Uh, but like that, but it builds on surfaces. It's eating the things that the algae grows on surface. So, yep. uh, so there you go. Cool. Uh, will use of vibrant affect macro algae? Uh, oh, does it target one. specific strains of algae? Does it? I guess the best, the second part of the question is uh, the good one. Does it target? Uh, specific, only specific strains of algae? It doesn't, and it will work as uh, weaker algae to the hardest algae. So diatom, something that's really easy to rid, something that's really soft, it'll chew through really quick. And then, you know, it basically works it. So if you have multiple algaes, it will rid the easiest ones first. Diatoms, then it'll go hair algae, mm -hmm. you know, and then it moves on to the more stubborn, bubble algaes, mm. biopsis, mm. turf, you know, things that take longer and, you know, more dosing to red. Mm. So, And before we uh, get to the end here, I want to let you know that, like, right after this or soon after, we're going to upload a oh, tour yeah. of the whole facility. So you're going to see 50-plus tanks here at BRS. If you're wondering what we do here and want to see all of our tanks, man, make sure to wait out for that. Answer two more questions. You have one. Okay. It sounds like you're holding well, out. Well, the, the one I was holding out for was exactly that. Uh, oh. Hello, when are we going to do the tour with all <laughs> the tanks? Oh, there. Okay. <laughs> thank you for paying attention. Yeah. Wow. We're going to do that today. Uh, we're uploading it. I, I think it'll probably give me like an hour or two. It's ready and, to go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like three o'clock sounds about sounds right. Sounds about right. So uh, you'll get to see a tour, give you a break. You can get like actual work done today. Because it's another hour-ish yeah. or so, but there's a lot to see. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like uh, exhausted by God. I'm like, I can't believe even, I, I work here every day and I know how many tanks there are. But, like, <laughs> and you actually start going to every one of them. You're like, man, it's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. All right. It's pretty cool. So. Uh, let's shoot one more and All right. we'll call it a wrap. Let's see. Ah, this is a great question to end on. Uh, Cameron, does Vibrant need to be stored in a special way? Nope. Mm. Nope. Just keep it in a dry, cool place. Stick it under your stand. It's fine. It doesn't okay. need to be refrigerated. All right, well, thank you very much for coming out and sharing your story with us. Uh, thank you. I, I think, hopefully, a lot of you have, have thought about how to get, like, your reef hustle on. Uh, get, like, <laughs> make a few bucks to be able to support your hobby because it ain't cheap. And yeah, yeah. Uh, here are a little bit of, it, uh, of our experiences here uh, from different levels. And uh, I don't know. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, we have David Hammond Tree from Reef to Reef next week. Right. Talk about how much here. it costs to do a dream reef tank. I guarantee it ain't going to be cheap. Uh, but it'll be fun to hear. So we'll see you next week. See you guys.